Blog Talk Radio. a little bit about that as well. We're going to touch on the Mueller report. 
you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm basically tired of the Mueller report. We know what we already knew has been verified. Um, hey, you know, what else can you say about it, right? I mean, it is what it is. We know what the real deal is. It has been proven. So everybody's going to do what they do. Um, also, uh, we're going to talk about this school, this principal in Houston that decided to have the uh, parents uh, obey a, 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 a dress code. Because, you know, some of you parents, y'all go and pick up your kids or go to the school and some of anything. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, remember, we did a story a couple of months ago about this teacher down in Pflugerville, Texas, that uh, wouldn't sign her contract because it had uh, a ban on boycotting Israel. Well, it went to uh, a court, and uh, the judge ruled on it. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, let's see. Fentanyl. Yeah, Homeland Security and the Pentagon are thinking about making that or uh, classifying that as a weapon of mass destruction. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well because uh, it's interesting how, how they're viewing this thing. Uh, but it, it's a part of a bigger bigger story here, uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Okay, so those are, are just some of the things we're going to talk about, and of course, we know you have uh, some things that you, you want to bring to the table as well, and you're more than welcome to, because we, we enjoy that. We like that. That's what we encourage. So, with all that being said, you know, let's, let's make some things happen here today, all right? Let's see. So, either way, without that, we have uh, a song of the day for you. I do apologize. We don't have a uh, black history uh, person for you today. Uh, that's my fault. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my fault. I, I, I take the, I take the credit, the blame for that one. That's my fault there because uh, I slipped on that. But either way, we're gonna we're gonna make some things happen here today. Okay. So, without uh, any further ado, let's go ahead and, and get the song of the day out the way. Y'all know what though? I, I I really, you know, I I really enjoy music. I, I must admit, I enjoy music, and you know, a lot of times what I try to do is you know, play different music from different eras and what have you. But I was sitting around earlier today thinking about that, and know what I came to the decision. Man, I'm going to play my music because, you know, it's hard trying to find music that's, that's suitable for what I like to put on my show. So I'm just going back to my old school. I do apologize if some of y'all don't like that. Well, you know, um, hey, if you find something decent, send it to me and I'll play it for you. But as of right now, we're going to play some old school up in the joint. And we got two good ones for you today. That's right. I'm giving you two, not one, but two. And, uh, yeah, because, you know what? I, I, I'm glad, glad you're here, man. I tell you, I'm glad to see you. Yeah, I wish I know who stole your boat. I would have decapitated them for you and brought it back to you. But anyway, <laughs> we ain't going to go too much further than that. All right, so without further ado, here's your song of the day. Thank you. 
she feels the same, she'll let you know. Just prepare yourself and be ready to go. And I hope this message stays in your mind. Cause you almost lost a girl who was right on time. Here's one more thing that you got to know. Just cool it down. Stay in control. you a little bit there. And with Miss Cheryl Lynn and got to be real, baby. And then, of course, you know that group, that, that group, New Edition, and Cool It Now. I'm telling you, man, that, that boy, I almost started just get up and just let it play and then just start playing some more music and just start dancing. Oh, man, it took me back a little bit. Hope it took you back and made your day just a little bit better. All right, welcome to Let's Talk on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. And today is Free Talk Friday. Which basically means it is nothing but open mic. So, if you got something you want to talk about, just call me on, man. Bring it to me. 347-838-8622 is the number. And we can talk about it, baby. The only thing I, I request is that you be just respectful, no cussing, and no personal attack. You know, sometimes I just have to go ahead and, and put it out there for you so you understand what I'm, you know. Because some people don't understand. Y'all know what I mean. 
you be talking, man, and some people just can't have a conversation like that. So that's what I'm saying right now. Just go ahead and um, go ahead and let you go ahead and um, have a conversation just without all the extra. All right. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, oh man, my co-pilot be here in a little while. Uh, but until then, y'all got me, man, Mr. Talk in the house, okay? Uh, email is ericletstalk at gmail.com. Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So, as I always say, those are all the ways you can talk to me today. Uh, and for those that have extra ways of communicating with me, come on. It's okay. Talk to me. I, I respond. And if you want to read live on the air, no problem. I can do that, too. All right? All right. So, with all that being said, let's get on, man. Like I said, I don't have a, a black history person. I ran out of time today, so, hey, we'll get it next time, okay? Okay. With all that being said, <laughs> what is? Oh, okay. All right. So, with all that being said, let's get on with the show, man. All right, so let's let's start with this this presidential presidential um, race thing because it's interesting that Joe Biden has decided to run, and we talked about this last week. Uh, uh, we really did. Uh, we talked about this last week, and it's interesting because, as I was saying, and you know, I think. Joe Biden is a good match for uh, Trump. I really do. I think they basically totally the same type of personality. Because we do know, you know, Joe, Joe will say what's on his mind half the time. You know, he'll drop the F-bomb here and there. So it, it's interesting. And another fact is, as soon as he came in, did you notice how Trump jumped on him? Which we know he does that to everybody. But it's interesting how he immediately went after the man's intellect. Now, honestly, that's the last thing he should be doing right now, talking about intellect, because we know it, it, he's missing some rocks up in there, you know, out of the rock pile. We know this. He's running low. He's running very low. But here's why I, I find it very interesting um, about Biden joining um, this race. Um, even though you have Camilla Harris and Cory Booker uh, uh, running also for the race, um, for the, in the, you know, the Democratic nomination or what have you, I think Joe Biden was a... Um, He's a, he's a, 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 I'm not going to call him a pimp, but anyway, I think he was chosen and talked in the running to get the black vote, or oh, I'm sorry, the African-American vote, or the indigenous people vote, okay? that That's the way I'm feeling about Joe Biden running. Now, and here's why I'm saying that, because we do know, we do know that there are many individuals out there that love, that love, you know, uh, President Obama. Okay, let's, 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 let's really say it, you know, that, that, that's the way it was. So now 
what you have is uh, the vice president during that time. So what did they decide they're going to do? Let's get him in the race. So because, you know, Camilla Harris, people know her, but some don't like her because of what her actions were when she was in um, California's attorney general. Cory Booker, he okay. But, you know, many people are like, okay, he all right, but he's not who we really want. Now bring in Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden is the man because, as I said before, Joe will say what's on his mind. And he has the credentials because he's been in office before, although it was vice president. He has, he stands a real good chance. Now, me and and Joe, we talked about this last week on the show, and that's, that's the way I view it. Biden actually has a legitimate chance. Of course, has, you know, as the regular thing go, as the thing is now with the Me Too movement, as soon as he decides to run, here comes Anita Hill. Okay. Joe said, you know, he didn't think he treated her that bad, and he said some other things, basically apologizing. But Anita Hill says, well, she didn't feel like it was an apology. He, you know, it was an apology. Well, Miss Anita Hill, go back to whatever rock you crawl from under and let this thing play out. Okay, and the other question is, will the Democratic Party uh, step up and support Joe Biden in in this you know little spat of I don't know what you want to call it? But will they step up and support him, just as the Republicans have supported forty five through all his nonsense? I mean, it's too many to even name. But will they support him as well? I think those are the questions. But if by chance, and will the black community, African-American community, will they jump behind Joe Biden? You know, there was a preliminary um, poll put out as soon as Biden said he was running. And all of a sudden, it was like he's up six points on, on if the election was to happen today. But, of course, we do know, and we've done shows on polls, depending on the question that was asked and how it was worded, you know, it could have been, you know, just a bunch of Democrats asking another question, a bunch of black folk asking a question. You understand what I'm saying? So, with that being said, you know, don't take it, you know, don't take that poll too seriously right now, because anything can happen at this point, and we've seen that. We've seen that. So we let's continue to monitor this this presidential race. Uh, especially the Democrat side, man. There's so many people uh, running. You know, Bernie. Bernie was good. Bernie is good. I think the problem with Bernie is his message is just becoming a little bit too old, and a lot of the older black folk aren't really um, getting behind him right now. They're, they're not. The younger folk are, which is good, but. Bernie, you know, Bernie is Bernie. Bernie been putting out this same, his same uh, message since, you know, forever. But we're going to see. And I just got a message to say, Joe Biden is not Obama. You're correct. Joe Biden is not Obama. And that may be, you know, that's an interesting thing because, let's be honest, Obama was very diplomatic. Obama Obama was very... uh, charismatic, what have you. You're right, Joe Biden isn't. 
Joe Biden is the kind of man that if you catch him at the wrong time, he's going to drop some words on you. He is. He's going to drop some words on you. But isn't that the same as the president that we have in office today? I mean, he's (laughs) – I mean, he he gives false nicknames. So why not? Speaking of nicknames, do y'all know Carrie Ann Conway, a.k.a., you know, Tales from the Crypt Lady, her husband has given uh, the president a nickname, and it's Deranged Donald. (laughs) And he put it out on Twitter, hashtag Deranged Donald. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think that's going to stick for a moment. Uh, you know, while we on the administration, you know, he called the the president of Twitter in because he lost a lot of Twitter followers. I mean, who worries about that? Really? Who who really worries about how many people follow you on Twitter besides some teenager or some knucklehead that just thinks he's popular because he has so many um, followers? That's crazy. So that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with right now. I think Joe can beat him if if it's an even even race. I really do. I really do. Know what I want to see, though? I say put him in a boxing ring. <laughs> I really do. Let's put him in a boxing ring, and, and the winner is because of the president. That would be interesting. <laughs> that really would be. But anyway, so, the, the, you know, that's why Biden is there. I think Biden is there is to gather more black votes. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to get behind Bernie, Camilla Harris, or Cory Booker. Now, Cory Booker is kind of slick, though, because Cory Booker say, well, you know, I'm going to choose a woman as my running partner. Well, okay, that may work for a little while, depending on the woman that you choose. Who knows? Unless, you know, him and Camilla get together and, um, you know, they they may have a chance that way, but... Who knows? It's still early in this political thing, this presidential election. So we'll just have to wait and see exactly what happens. Because if it doesn't, you know, doesn't pick up a little bit, we just going to be stuck. I mean, it's about 20 dang old people running for the dang old um, uh, Democrats right now. And there's a whole lot of money being spent. So we just have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. You know, and I know the, the the rule is, you know, if a president is in his first term, you know, you know, his party would get behind him and support him in running for a second term. But I want to see if any of them got enough nerve to say, forget that, I'm running against them myself. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? That that really would. And the question would be, who who would win? Who would get the nomination? But we know that's not going to happen because then, you know, it's an unspoken rule that, you know, if whatever party's president is in office during the first term, that the uh, nobody will run against him in his party. But that would be very interesting. I, I would think it would be. But who am I? Who am I? I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing right here. But anyway, so Biden is in now, officially in. And let the games begin. <laughs> I wonder who else is going to get in. You know, there were some reports that came out that uh, Joe said, you know, asked President, the former President Obama, not to endorse him. 
And then there was others came out that said, you know, Obama told him to run. So once again, we have uh, contradicting stories, and nobody really knows who's who's doing what. But it's going to be interesting because eventually it's all going to come out, and we're going to see if further on down the line, the closer you get to the election, will Obama come out and start campaigning for Joe Biden? Will Michelle do it? Just you know, Barack won't, and maybe Michelle will. See, that's another ploy right there. You get Michelle out there, you know, we, hey, we love Michelle, you know, especially the black women. So you get Michelle out there running with him or, or, or campaigning for him, you never know. But the question is right now with the Mueller report coming out and some of the things that came out in the Mueller report, how is Trump's base going to respond to that? How are they responding? You know, I read an article uh, poll the other day that said, you know, his his approval numbers have dropped again, you know, to the lowest they have been. So is that his base finally realizing that he's not all that he he said he is? Or is that some other, uh, uh, you know, made-up poll that put the question out there in a certain way and put it on a certain site and mostly people that doesn't like him, you know, responded. I don't know. I guess we'll find out shortly. But the Mueller report was very interesting, wasn't it? Now, let's think about that. Some of the things that came out in that report, regardless of what the administration has said, was very damaging. I don't care what they say. You know, if you are the CEO or you the boss, and you telling employees to do this, do that, and employees are like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this because uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that's not a good idea. We're not going to do that. And they go against what you want to do. Something is wrong with that, man. Something is really wrong with that. And remember when Clapper, I think it was Clapper, when Clapper you know, resigned or got fired or however you want to say it, and he came out with his book, and some of the things he said out there actually mentioned, actually mentioned uh, such actions, you know, as you know, people in the administration actually going not doing, you know, certain things that they're asked to do because they know it was wrong. Okay, that's something wrong with that, y'all. Something is really wrong with that. You know, um, this and the Democrats in the House, they want a lot of these people to um, testify. But of course, you know, this, you know, who he is, they, you know, now he's going to fight it. You know, his tax returns. What, what's going on with the tax returns? They want to see them. He's fighting that. Look, if you're so clean and you're so innocent and you have been exonerated, go ahead and show all the information. Go ahead. But you don't need to, because we already know what's going to be found. We already know. The Mueller report, you know, depending on who you talk to, oh, it was did with it wonder it cleared up all things. No, it created more questions than anything. It, it really did. It, it created more questions. So the question. So once again, my question is: Are we really going to find out what really happened? No, we're not. And here's why not. Because in order to find out what really, really happened, you would actually have to go back and investigate 
uh, the Obama administration as well. Now, that's what I agree with him on. You would have to go back and investigate that as well. But that's a whole nother can of worms. And by the time we really find out the truth that really what really went on, man, this guy would be out of office. We probably have two or three other presidents. So once again, what we have is partisan um, partisan games going on. And, of course, you have Mitch McConnell, who stood up there and said if Trump was to lose the next election, anything that the next president was to present is dead, basically. He said he would be the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper. So what is that telling you? Why do we continue? Why are these people continually being elected? Because we already know that that, that the game that's being played is horrible. It's tit for tat. That's what it is. It is tit for tat. And, and as long as you allow them to do tit for tat, then this is just bull crap. We're wasting our time. We really are. We're wasting our time here. You know. Uh, but then again, that's the game we allow to be played, and that's the game they're going to continue to play. You know, you mentioned term limits. A voice say, well, you know, term limits are the elections. No, 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 no. We need more than that. <laughs> we need more than that. We actually need to have uh, actual term limits. No, because you got the old guard up in there, and the old guard, they continue to do what they want to. When the new people come in, they can't really get anything done. Why? Because the old guard is sitting on all these committees. You know, that's why I find it, I, find, I really do, I find it refreshing that people like Ilhan Omar, you know, and others like her are speaking out and, and not letting them silence her or scare her to scare them from, you know, speaking the truth or saying what's really going on. It's great. That is great. Now, she may not be reelected, you know, when when it's time for her, to, her seat to be up for election, but at least she's getting it in now. <laughs> at least she is, she's getting it in, and it's great. It's great. Because we know every time there's something that's being said and there's some truth to it, oh, there's a negative reaction. They're going to try and kill it. They're going to try and say something about your character. And, of course, what is her her problem? What is the only thing wrong with her? I'm going to tell you what's wrong with her. Nothing. But for them, oh, yeah, she wears a hygiene. You know, she's brown. She comes from Africa. And the biggest thing is she's telling the truth, baby. She's telling the truth. And that scares the heck out of them. It really does. <laughs> it really does. But as long as they can make others believe that, you know, what she's saying is not true. And, of course, what is the key word they like to use? Oh, she's just being a revolutionary. You know, she's rebellion. She's rebellious. 
Well, then, isn't that how this country was formed through a rebellion? But it's amazing how they forget that, huh? It's only good when they, they come up with it and they're behind it. But if anybody else come up with it or say anything against what's true, oh, my goodness, it, it just can't be. Nuh-uh. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> Very interesting to say the least. Very interesting. All right. Anyway, anyway, that's my take on on this election thing with Biden joining in, and you know, with the Mueller report, you know. But honestly speaking, I, I, I I'm tired of hearing about it. I really am. Um, I read about it, you know. But if you notice, it's the same old thing, you know. We want this person to testify. Nope, we're not going to let them. Okay, we want to see these. Nope, you're not going to get it. Oh, I will sue you. And, and you know, if you anybody has really done any study on the president, you know, that's his thing. That's his thing. That's how he won a lot of contracts and things when he was in New York. He sued them. He went to court and sued And a lot of people don't have time for them or have the money, so they just give in. But I don't think the Democrats are going to give in. I really don't. I think, you know, they, they're determined that something is going to happen. Now, impeachment, if you're looking for impeachment, that's not going to happen. And I'm going to tell you why, because it's a risky it's a risky thing at this point. It could backfire on them, and, uh, you know, they won't, they want to keep the seats in the House. And they want a chance to win the White House. Now, whether they actually win the White House, I don't know. Who knows? With Like I said, with Biden running, there's a chance. There's a chance. Right now, anyway. Of course, we're in 2019, April, May, April 2019. So we got a long ways to go before we get to November 2020. So, as I said before, anything can happen. So let's sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> and remember, listen to what I say. Sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, speaking of the show, you know, it's coming up on census time. And uh, the administration and a lot of the GOP, uh, what you call it, has decided they want to put a question about citizenship on the census form. Now, right now, the Supreme Court is actually... Uh, going to decide is that constitutional or not. Now, a lot of people feel that to put this on this, the question about your citizenship on a census form is basically a way for the uh, Republican Party to decide on how they're going to, you know, redistrict, uh, redistrict the voting districts or what have you in, in the country, in the cities. You know, not to mention, you know, see who's illegal and who's not. I I I, I don't know one way or another I, I re- how I really feel about that. Because um, <laughs> if you if you put other on there, you're liable to get come get picked up. <laughs> you know that that's that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it really is. Um. Yeah, they said uh, 
The proposed question about citizenship on the 2020 census will help states that want to draw citizens only voting district in the next round of redistricting by providing the first comprehensive data on non-citizens in about 70 years. Okay. Um, <laughs> it says such a change would provide a new opportunity for Republican-controlled states, those most likely to adapt citizens-only redistricting, to redraw their voting maps in a way that would help their party win more state-level elections. All right. Um, of course, we know what that's called, gerrymandering, because that's basically what it is. And it's the game. Once again, it's another part of the game that's played all the time with, with, with politicians. You know, if one group wins more seats than other in state um, state elections or even national elections, usually the next year, one or the other will come back and try and redistrict, you know, to change the way how many people vote, you know, the voting demographic in certain areas to favor them. Most people don't even pay attention to it. I mean, it's done so easy, so slick. It's slick way of being done that most people don't pay attention. The only thing they know is when they go to vote, they got to go somewhere else and vote. Another poll or what have you. So that's 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 what they, a part of the, the the game that that we play that we we have to be um, a part of. Like I say, most most people and see, I did say sheeple. Most people don't even know that's happening. Because usually something else bigger is going on, and while that's going on, they're they're passing it right on through. You may see it on your local news, and you just don't pay attention to it. (laughs) So there it is. All right, I'm going to shut up for a moment because I see Pianki want to come in. Uh, So we're going to bring him in for a hot minute before we move on to our next topic because that's what we're going to do. All right, so welcome to the show, Pianki. How are you, man? What's going on? And I am delighted, Derek. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. What you so delighted about? Oh, the beautiful weather and everything. Fine, but, but, but you know, you made a mistake. You're talking about jury. Gerrymandering. I'm jury about mandarin. jury. Gerrymandering is when you take, uh, you know, in a state legislature, you have members of both parties on a redistricting committee, and they draw up the district. Now, gerrymandering is when you have population. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have blacks over here. Hang on for a second. Uh-huh. You have you have uh, a population of, say, you know, you black and white. Like in St. Louis area, you have blacks in North St. Louis. Then when they run out in the county, they run over here. And then you got some in, in, in Berkeley. You got some over there in Spanish Lake. And you got some over there, but not all in in Bell Fountains. So what a candidate uh-huh. do, they try to draw lines that encompass the people that uh-huh. they figure is going to vote for them. Right. And when it's all said and done, when you look at these lines that's drawn, you have some mm-hmm. cases where the line is drawn down the center of an alley. 
cut mm-hmm. through a walkway. And yeah, I've heard some people comment and say it looks like a snake. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. It's still. Yeah, well, go ahead though. Go ahead. I'm listening yeah, to you. So both parties do it, and they do it for obvious reasons. You know, we have candidates here like Clarence Harmon, who was the second black mayor in mm-hmm. the city of St. Louis, Freeman Bosley being the first. When he passed out his campaign information, certain parts of the city where he passed it out, he left his picture off. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other parts of the city, he put his picture on. So that's done because in your gerrymandered districts, you want your picture to be shown where you figure the people are going to more likely vote for you. But whether you're not, you don't think that they're going to more likely vote for you, you take your picture off the campaign information. If you're a black person, or you could be green, or could be purple. Now, on a congressional level, those districts are divided so that each congressional individual has approximately nowadays, at one point in time, it was a whole lot less. Nowadays, it's about 711,000 people in a congressional district. All right? And each 700 and some odd thousand people equal one congressional seat. Well, if you have 3.5 million, that's five congressional seats. Now, the reason why I come, you got some of these areas, these Democratic areas that don't want you to do the question on the census is because they think that, and really people that's not uh, a citizen shouldn't be voting anyway. But what they want to do, they want to count these people when it comes down to the apportionment of funds, like block grant funds, for instance, or the eight, yeah. I think, no, what is it, 800 billion? You know what, you know what, Pianchi, that sounds good in theory, but that's not what they want to do it for. And you know that's not what they want to do it well, for. Well, no, it is, because I have had opportunity to be involved in in block grants and how they work. Okay. And I All think right. it's, what, $800 well, okay. billion dollars that the federal government is going to be Sharing with communities, okay. with cities, that is. Let's, let's, and it's okay. based let's, on the number of like people let's, let's say it like this. Okay, in your area, the people that you have been involved with, that's what they're doing. Okay, that's what they're doing. But come on, be realistic, Pianchi. It has nothing to do with block grants. It has nothing to do with uh, neighborhood improvements. You know, I mean, it really does. That, that's a very small part. Well, of when you read the article, but, that's what it says. But the, the the part of it, let's look beyond. See, that's what we have to. We have to look beyond that. All right, we have to look at the history of this thing, not just what they put down on paper. Hey, they tell us lies on a on a on a They didn't. But they that type of apportionment was not always around. But, but yeah, community yeah, development, the CDGV funds. CDG. They want to register. To uh, favor one political party or the other. I, I didn't say well, it. Well, that's what we said yeah. about gerrymandering. But on right. this thing exactly. on the census, what is asking the question, 
or whether or not you're a citizen or not, the issue is about the distribution of that $800 billion that comes from the federal government and is distributed through cities throughout the country. The, the cities yeah. they have, you know, it's the same thing. You remember, you know how it is that if you have a person that's convicted of a crime in Area A and they're sent to a prison in Colorado, well, guess what? That person in that prison gets to be included in the population count, even though they come from another that, area. Oh, only, so only that's, with that part. But that doesn't include, you know, the employment, unemployment, or anything like this. That, well, it ain't about that. It's about the number. If you if you yeah, employ if you employ or unemployed, right. it don't make no difference. You still live in that area, and that area okay. gets a X number of dollars based on the population. Now, right. if that's the case, look at this. Also on the on the census for 2012, there's going to be a subdivision subdividing of the ethnic groups. Under blacks, it's going to be black, African-American, Ghanaian, Jamaican, Haitian, Ethiopian, Nigerian. So it just on won't what? be. Pardon me? On what? On the census? On, this census on the census. Out? Yes, look at the form. It's, you can see the form on the, online. Remember, I talked about that years ago. I said they're going to subdivide but, but, what but, you call black. How about? Oh, well, I mean, we do it. We do it. So why not let them do it, right? Well, you do it for is, you do it for folly and conversation. It's being done because of <laughs> political reasons. No, I'm saying that's what I'm talking about. And one of the reasons why so, is so because next thing these, gonna know, what's that, you know what? If they're going to go that far, the next thing they're going to want to know is what's your religion. You know, well, they do have, they do ask about the contents of your house, number of telephones, internet access, ah. and so on and so ah. on and so on. Which what does that have to do with the population? So that's right. the argument. Another point: the subdivision of these ethnic group categories is done because these other groups, Ethiopian, so on, and so on, don't want to be included in the designation as black. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, I mean, that makes sense because we're the only country that use color anyway. So it is what it is. But I got no, other callers want to come in. All right. Yeah. I'll hang but on. I, right. I'll hang on. Okay. All right. All right. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hello, everybody. All right, Joe. Doing? I'm doing fine, Joe. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Is Piyaki still on the line? Yeah, he's still there. I had put him in the queue, but I opened his mic back up. Go ahead. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, can I give him a message from another show? Sure you can. I'm okay, here, Joe. How you doing? Hey, Bianchi. Hey, Eric, remember I was telling you about the show that I was recommending to you so that you can go to on, you know, during uh-huh. the, uh, the day? Your namesake, Jackie. Uh-huh. Well, Bianchi, uh, um, Brian says, yeah. um, come on back. Everything's a tool, he oh. says. Oh, uh, Brian, I tell Brian I said go to hell. I ain't got time to fool him. Okay, that's all. <laughs> I, all right. I tell him, okay. hey, look. All right, all right. He gave the message. Okay, he gave the message. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll talk so, about that later. All right. So now yeah, go ahead, about, Joe. What else you got for me? So we got Mr. Smith and the Dems coming after him. 
Um, and they're trying to make uh, real whoopee with the uh, the occlusion in the uh, the Mueller report, which a lot of people are saying, why the Mueller um, leave it like that in the report? Yes, no occlusion, no, yes. no collusion, but why up in the air about obstruction? If um, Trump is right. guilty of obstruction, then Mueller should have pursued him at the end of the report and um, you know had him formally charged with um, with obstruction. But no, he's got to have a number of phraseologies in there that, um, you know, let's say he's not exactly exonerated. So now that leaves the door open for more investigations. Yeah, but the question is, why did he do that? Well, you know, we talked talked last week about that, too. You know, uh, because I read, you know, the initial one came out, and basically what he said was, you know, under the quote-unquote definition of the law, he really couldn't say yes, but he couldn't say no either. Now, after all the little other tidbits we done heard as far as come out about what's in the report, which I have, I just haven't read it, uh, you know, a lot of people say yes. You know, there was some instruction, you know, and they left it up to Congress to decide, you know, basically, well, yes, he did or he didn't. But, of course, we know with, with the Democrats running the House, of course, they're going to come hard at it because, you know, they want to know. Then, of course, you have some Republicans that, no matter what, going to stand behind the president. But mm-hmm. now you have a lot of lot of um, Republicans, though, are beginning to kind of sway a little bit as in, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, so, once again, we have to we have to just wait and see, I guess. You know, but as I say, with the election coming up, you know, it's going to be played out. And, of course, you know, that's what the Democrats are going to hit on. But then again, uh, the Republicans are going to say, well, they really did find no collusion. Because that's what the the administration is yelling about now, collusion. We're not going to find any collusion. They didn't find any collusion. But you notice they do not mention anything about... um, the obstruction thing, they they kind of leave that alone. So, I don't know, Joe. This, this would be interesting if they get those individuals to testify, and they want Mueller to actually come and testify as well. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was supposed to come next week. But, of course, from what I read earlier today, that's up in the air now as well. So, but let's be honest. We know uh, um, Trump is a bully. He's been a bully his whole, you know, business life. So what mm-hmm. will make you change? Think he changed? He's shown it why he's been in the office that he's a bully. You know, so hey, it is what it is right now. It is what it is. Yeah, but I don't like the fact that like- they, you know, since they left it up in the air, that means then that there's going to be more investigations, more attention paid to uh, undermining. His activities. The man is in, is the president of the United States. He's been exonerated of any type of treason. Uh, let the guy go about his business to try to make America um, um, an economic power again, and leave him alone. But this no, you got to have this petty back and forth. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, and talk about petty and ridiculous. I went to a show yesterday. You wouldn't believe it. You've got to have. There are people who who have to be insane. The, the, oh, the, 
Be insane. About what? Insane. They're talking about how these people, okay, the people who ran the show, um, are predicting that in about six months or so, the whole world is going to be saved by a princess in Fiji, a 33-year-old princess, because not because she has magical powers, but because she and the rest of these people have joined forces of intergalactic space beings. So, <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. A whole two-hour show on this thing. And they have a blog well, talking about it. And I'm saying to myself, well, you know, people who are abducted, they're, you know, they're sick enough. You know, every time uh-huh. somebody's abducted, there's never a, a tape recording. There's never a, a camera videotaping or anything. But when these people are abducted, it's like it's one. It's like a singular location. They're abducted from home, or it's very late at night, and they're out there in a cottage, and the aliens come down and pick them up. But these people, right, right. These people are talking about <laughs> how they talk to them, how they plan with them, how they talk back and forth to make arrangements. Do you know how sick you have to be in order to think that you actually have gone from one place to another place and you've never even left your house? Well, drugs are good. Drugs are good. (laughs) Oh, really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Drugs are good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. I got somebody else want to come in. Oh, my God. Okay. But uh, let's see. All right. Welcome to the show, Triple One. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Well, this is Miss Lady. Hello. Well, hello, Miss Lady. Well, I'd like to say that I was just reading on the Internet yesterday that the Navy Uh um, had so many... um, the Navy pilots, so many unidentified flying object sightings. Some were afraid to say anything because they were, you know, they were going to be laughed at or being crazy or, you know, get in trouble. But there's been so many that they're finally saying they're now going to start um, keeping track of um, all of these identified flying objects that the, uh, that the uh, Navy pilots have seen. And they're seeing... Like I think about three a month now, or more. Well, well you know, and, you know, Miss Lady, and they're really fast. These objects are so fast; they don't see. It's not a plane. They don't see any kind of um, air exhaust or anything like that. It's some, some, some of them they have never seen anything like that before. And um, but if you do a search, you could find. That information because I could have sworn I read it yesterday on the internet. There you go. That's it for now. If I find it, I'll I'll, I'll let you know. I'll look for it. Okay, I must have dropped off. So no, I'm right, right here. I'm back. Oh, there you go. I'm back. Right. Yeah. Um, you know that that has been something that that. It's been happening for years and years. Um, even when we first started mentioning Area 51, you know, the, those, and you had commercial air pilots, air pilots have been reporting this as well. 
And, you know, you can look on, on some of the, the programs that come on documentaries where they've shown evidence and things of them. So it's about time because you can't, I mean, you can't keep your silence. You know, people, people are seeing them, people are seeing them, you know, over cities and things like that. So, I mean, and we had this conversation before. We would be, we are very naive if we think we're the only people out here in this big old wide universe. Let's be honest. That's hey, very, uh, very, very Eric, naive. Well, yes, have um, you ever heard of... Eric, have there you was ever a heard of... Japanese it, pilots that it, saw them. I was reading about five years ago. They got scared. But, yeah, it came out in the Washington Post right? on April 24th. Yeah. First, first right. pilots got made to stop dismissing UFO sightings. And so uh-huh. now they have, um, they call it unexplained aerial phenomena. And so they're drafted right, formal right. procedures for pilots to document those encounters. And they said they've right. increased and increased and increased um, uh, quite a bit. Um, so uh, they said some cases pilots, many of whom are engineers and academy graduates, say they observed small spherical objects flying in formation. Others say they've seen light tic-tac vehicles aside from drones. All engines rely on burning fuel to generate power, but these vehicles had no air intake, no wind, and no exhaust. They say it's very mysterious, and they still seem to exceed our aircraft in speed, uh, saying it's a radical technology. <clears throat> the article goes on. Right. Oh, I, I believe you. I mean, I, I've read many of like that, but what you had to say, Pianchi? Hey, go on YouTube and put in cosmic, C-O-S-M-I-C, slop, S-L-O-P, space traders. It explains everything. Cosmic slop, space traders. I think, Joe, you've seen that before. No, I haven't. No. You have to see it. It tells you all about it. Cosmic slop, space traders. Nipsey Rupsful's in it. So, sounds interesting. I'll have to yeah. check it out myself. All right, uh, is that it, Miss Lady? I got another person who want to come in. Interesting today. Okay. All right, let me bring the next one in. All right, welcome to the show, Triple One. Who do I have here? And what you got for me? Hello, Mister Talk. Hello, May. How are you? Just fine. We have somebody running. Hello. We have somebody running. They have somebody running as a Republican against Trump. Did you know that? I had heard something about it, but I don't know, you know, how how true it is. But I heard something about William it. Tell us. William Wells. Oh, you haven't seen the commercial that he's doing? William Wells? He was a... Uh, no, uh, I haven't seen the commercial. Oh, okay. Well, you see. But go ahead. He's governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And then I want to talk about this gerrymandering stuff. You know what they're doing when they're gerrymandering? They're taking people out right. of one district and putting them into another one so they can stay in office. That's all the politicians do. Because if you got too many in one subdivision, you take half of that and put it in yours, and you stay in office, and you just look what your representative looks like. That's why mm. some people don't have no representatives, because they keep gerrymandering you out of one into another one, another district. And they don't put no money in, in one. The one they, they just keep it going so they can stay in office. That's what, it really, that's what it's really about. Okay. You might be in a, a district that's doing real, real well, 
and the same person wants to stay in office, and then somebody crossed the line, you was in the same district at one time, and then they crossed the line and made it different, took, took you out of that district and, put, and, and left the other people in it, and you're on the same street, but just split. That makes no sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they just keep winning and winning and winning and winning, and then they just keep drawing lines and lines and lines. But you don't have no representatives mm-hmm. that represent they represent this staying off. That's what they're doing. Okay. And that's what it's they do it all through the South. Just say oh, like yeah. they got a military. Not, yeah. So they got uh huh. So they got a military base. Now they you in this district right. with the military base and they moved it and you're not in that district anymore, but you've been there for like fifteen years or thirty years and then they're gonna uh-huh. come and put you in a district that you don't know nothing about just for this person right. to stay in office and to keep that base uh-huh. there. That's right. how it go. Mhm. Oh. Just like Redline. Okay. It's just like Redline. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Just I'll name be, it different. Yeah, um I'll be cool. Yeah. On on the fifteenth of April. Um, William Wells, the former two-term governor of Massachusetts, announced Monday that he would challenge President Donald Trump for the Republican nomination for president in 2020. Yeah, oh, interesting. <laughs> that that that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Sure, yeah. This year will be. Yeah. Now, how much? <laughs> in a tweet, he said, "I'm in," announcing his candidacy, which kicks off with two days of planned campaigning in New Hampshire on Tuesday. Uh, well, who ran for the vice president on the 2016 Libertarian Party? That's you, Joe. Ticket head yeah, president nominee Gary Johnson is the first Republican to declare a bid to deny Trump his second term in the White House. Yeah. So, okay. So that's one. That's one that seemed like he done grew a little bit and uh, decided he he was gonna do. Um, he's gonna run. That that's interesting. But we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Um, they're not talking. How they not go. talking about him. Huh? They're not really talking not. about him. Because he, he just started. No, no, you should see his yeah, commercial. He just no, I, I guess I'm gonna have to wait to see. What is the commercial about? What is he doing? He's probably completely off. All the stuff that we see and listen to every day. Oh, okay. Well. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So here's here's something else that's going on out there. Um. The Pentagon and the Department of um, Homeland Security is considering designating fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction. Okay, y'all know what fentanyl is, right? Um, <laughs> it says that, um, huh? Fentanyl is a highly toxic. Fentanyl is highly toxicity and increasing ability to are attractive to to threat actors seeking non-conventional material for a chemical weapons attack. Because that's what the DHS Assistant Secretary for Carrying Weapons of Mass Destruction <laughs> said. Um, he said fentanyl can be weaponized to this devastating effect through its distribution in air and water systems. Of course, we went on to say fentanyl and its derivatives were behind 30,000 of the 72,000 overdose deaths in the U.S. in 2017. Now, they say versions of the drug, which is, has legitimate medical use as a painkiller, are widely produced in China and can be purchased on the dark web in the U.S. Mexican cartels and elements of heroin trade have been known to use fentanyl as an addiction to increase the potency of other illegal drugs. 
Okay, and we talked a couple um, months ago about Chinese, you know, said they're going to add it to their controlled substances list. And uh, interesting. Uh, very interesting. Now, why now? Why all of a sudden is fentanyl being classified as a weapon of mass destruction? Why is that? Now, here's the definition of weapons of mass destruction. It refers to any weapon that is designed or intended to cause death or serious physical harm through the release, dissemination, or impact of toxic or poisonous chemicals or their precursors, a weapon involving a disease, organism, or biological agent, or a weapon that is designed to release radiation or radioactivity at a level dangerous to human life. So, I pose this question. Why a weapon of mass destruction? Can it really be considered a weapon of mass destruction? I mean, in that case, uh, couldn't the flu be considered a weapon of a mass destruction as well? Huh? What y'all think? Um, Talk to me. Uh, well, that's okay. They need to go back to the crack epidemic. Was it one? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I know what's coming. Go ahead. Maybe it's a weapon of mass destruction, uh, destruction for a certain demographic groups, and that's a concern. Crack, oh. you know, it was a weapon of mass destruction to a, a different uh, demographic group, so there wasn't that much concern in that sense. Uh, other than making money oh. off of it, you know, put, uh, putting up. Uh, Hundreds of thousands in well, prison, and, and well, make well, money you know, it. well. Besides that, you know, um, when you start talking about the crack epidemic, oh my, um, um, the crack epidemic um, was used to help, you know, um, in the Iran Contra scandal back in the day. Well, nobody yeah, went to jail yeah. except all the oh. but it, I mean, that's what it was for. Now. The CIA say, the CIA say, well, and well, the, the, the presidential people of the Iran say, well, we didn't know that it was used for. However, what they were doing was selling arms to Iran and taking the money and giving it to the Contras in, uh, I forgot the name of the country, but the, the, the Contras. And, you know, it was interesting that the money that was being supplied, the drugs that were being supplied by this one guy, uh, it was man, I tell you, it, it's a whole lot of stuff going was going on with that. But yes, that's that's my point. Why make this a weapon of mass destruction when you destroyed the whole inner city with the crack stuff that you knew what was going on? You know, you was arresting the kingpin but letting him back out. You know, so he can sell more drugs and pass more money on. You know, through the government at the time. So all of a sudden now we get we get worried because. Um, you know, you, you, you be worried because now it's hitting the quote-unquote white community, and a lot of these white kids are overdosing off of it. Of course, that's why they started the the, the what the stuff they carry, the narcos they carry on the side as well. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the, in case they have they had you know overdose. You know, so oh my God, Norco, oh my God. Uh, yeah. When I had surgery, they gave me a bottle of Norco. I think I took four pills. I couldn't. That stuff will constipate you so fast. It's not funny. I can't understand how these people can take all this heroin, all this Norco, and all this stuff, 
and not just be impacted. Oh my God! You know, I really, met a nurse really years lady. ago. Huh? Really, really, Miss Lady. <laughs> For the we, we really had to yeah. I'm sorry, we, but we really. We really yeah, had to hear yeah. about your conversation. Oh, my God. No, I met a nurse years ago who took care of Elvis Presley. She was in Vegas. And he took so many opiates. He said he would come in there. He would be so impacted. She'd have to dig him out. Put on two sets of clothes and dig him out from behind because he couldn't go to the bathroom. Now, that's what opiates do for you. And some people actually have to have surgery. Because they can't even pass it through. They have to be opened up. Okay? That's what opens it. Okay. So most of the talk. Okay. Yeah. If Evan's friends were doing it. So, uh, as I say with that, with his his investigation, he just needs to drop it and let it go. He don't even want to hear it. Oh, really? I'm saying he can save that fact so he can pitch out to people. See, if you listen and you can get a look out of the person that you was discussing huh? said an epidemic. Oh. The one that you had mass oh, okay. destruction. Uh-huh. He needs to sit down somewhere with that. Well, I mean, they they thinking about it, you know, who knows. I mean, what what's a better way to, to, to you know, uh, uh, cover your tracks and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know what that really is telling me is they actually developing some stuff, you know, um, and they got to cover themselves, so they're gonna act like it's a big, uh, a big uh, thing. But they they're developing something. Of course, they're not gonna tell us, but they're developing something. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Really it really like the measles. Yeah. What you think about the measles? Measles. They keep screaming the measles. Fans, you know what? Here's, here's, here's my thing with the measles. You know what that is? That is a counter. Uh, against the anti-vaxxers that, you know, because the Mm -hmm. anti-vaccination people have been really, 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 you know, being strong and moving about it. So now they have to counter that with say, well, you know, look, there are some measles going on. Now there's a big epidemic. Let's not forget, there's a a ship out there in the ocean where, you know, people got, they don't know what they got, really. And you know, they're still floating around. You notice you haven't heard anything else about it, right? Because it's still out there floating around. So mm-hmm. there's more going on to it. Now, here's my take on it. If you've been vaccinated, right, quote, unquote, why are you worried about those that haven't been? Because apparently you're supposed to be protected. Am I right or am mm-hmm. I wrong? They said you got to go get, get vaccinated again. Of course they do. You know why? Because they want to put some stuff in you. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all it listen, is. But I listen to them I when mean, they say when they say three hundred and some people. I've got a billions of billions of people. That's not a big number of people, really, if you look at it by the number. Uh, is it three hundred people? Okay, May, to you that's not a big number, but to the normal Joe, they're like, Oh my God. See, there's a panic now. Well, let's go and get our measles shot. Let's go and get vaccinated. You see what I'm saying? Let's go and get these boosters. You understand what I'm saying? Now, so you got everybody, okay, we got them now. We got them. We're going to shoot them up with whatever they, they, you know, it may be fentanyl to see how people react. You never know. You know, you you forget who you're dealing with here. You really do forget who you're dealing with. Well, some of my friends say Tuskegee experiment is all when they hear something like that. That's where I listen. I'm not going to get nothing. Too many experiments <laughs> been going on. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I honestly can't tell you the last time I had a need to put in my arm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in the military. That's the last time I can tell you. I was in the military. And, man, I'm like, and you know the know the crazy part is I haven't been sick since. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I just got good cheese, right? <laughs> but, yeah. Can I ask, did anybody but, see the Democratic uh, contenders um, do their spiel the other night? No. Present I, their I, you know, I started to platform. watch it, and no. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, because I saw right now, half I of Elizabeth Warren's, and that's about it. I just One good thing she's proposing um, is to reduce uh, student loan debt, which I think is good. She said if you make under, I think, 100000 and you have student loan debt, they can forgive up to fifty k. And then for those making above, I don't know, she said they can have a substantial decrease in loans, which I think is good. But I know black uh, – uh, physicians who had to borrow money from undergrad through medical school, and uh, their student loans actually were um, a lot more than um, the average. So some had loan debt of like 200k, 250k, and it's like, okay, um, how's that going to help them, really? Because some of them aren't making the the goo gobs of money. I mean, they're not cardiac surgeons. They might be pediatricians or, you know, or GPs or whatever, and they're not making well, a huge amount of money. Oh, Eric, let me ask well, you a question on that. Yes. I on think what? that's terrible. On, on what? Which, what are we talking about? The student loans. Okay. What about uh-huh. the people who's paying their loans? What about those who did pay their loans, worked them off, or whatever, saved for them? Uh, for their child's really? education early, so well, maybe they get a check. Well, may, I mean, so I mean, maybe I they get a where my tax dollars go to all of this defense either. But you know, hey, that's where it where goes. Where are the breaks? Where are the breaks for the people who have not went and borrowed, but paid on their own fruition based on their behavior and planning? It's not well, about you know, behavior you know what? and planning. But you know, you know what that know the reward is, Angie. The reward is they paid their bills, so they ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> Apparently, they were making enough to do it. And listen, so some companies, um, you get to work. I mean, you I go don't work know. Years ago, she had passed her medical board. She had no family, um, no family with resources from the south. She needed to work just to. Uh, pay her rent, and she worked at Target. They didn't know she was a doctor. She had passed her board, and it took her a while to find a job. She had to move to the East Coast. Um, She wanted to stay on the West Coast. She couldn't find a job, so she was able to get into a hospital on the East Coast. But that's what Mm -hmm. she had to do. She had new student loan debt. Well, my taxes... It has nothing to do with behavior. My tax advisor... My tax advisor, who is from India, she's put two of her daughters through medical school. Well, and I they know two Indian no. doctors who put three children through medical school. But so I've got another I'm friend. i got another friend of mine who's in Gambia. Okay. Person in this country. Too many of y'all talking. Too many talking at one time. 
So, so let I me think that's what a, he got to say. Yeah. Yeah, I know people who don't use. Okay, this person did it, so all of you all should be able to do it. It's a logical fallacy. As I was getting ready to say, for those who have planned, those who took advantage of saving plans, those who have worked extra jobs for their child to be able to go to these these schools and take up these professions, I think that that's doing them wrong. Heck, what they could have done is sat on their butt and done anything, then just went to the government and got money. Then can I uh, can I say something else about when he finished? Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Y'all, you do, done, Pianchi? Yes, sir. Okay. You know, a lot, of those students uh, come from, a lot of those students come from other countries. They don't even have to pay a student loan because they don't have to pay them. Then they come here and they work as doctors. And then you got some Americans work from for hospitals and they work for uh, different uh, places and they have to give them so many years and then they pay off their student loans. So that's how some of them are going to pay off. Oh, exactly. You know, that's like a lot of those foreign students, they don't have any student loan debt. Their government pays for them. I went to yes. a, a Maritime Academy University and met the nicest young Bahamian um uh, young men who are in school, their government sends them here paying 100% for everything um, uh, uh, for them. There were about five of them together. So um, there you go, Bianchi. I knew, I knew somebody, a kid, uh, it took, they ran up a debt of over $150,000 taking black history, something that only paid about $24,000 a year. Well, That's at least dumb. he did it in the yeah. market. Because of how you do well, how much you had to pay. Look, look, you know, some here, of these students who can't hardly even get into the programs because private schools now are so expensive. They have waiting lists. They can't even get their classes. You know here's 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 my take on, on this this whole thing right here. You know, student loan is from lack of a better word, is a scam. All right, today universities are a scam. And here's why I'm going to tell you it's a scam. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute. I got something in the, uh, the chat room says some of them have to work at public facility and the student loans are forgiven at their number of years of service. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is why so many foreigners are working in the poorest areas of the city. Oh, okay. Now, as I was about to say, universities today, they, they're, they are set up. And we talked about this on the show before. They are set up for a student to be there at least six years. Six years. Okay, because they they spend in the first two years taking what they call the basic or core courses, you know, which is a bunch of bull crap basically. Okay? Now, I know before you said Tanky, well I know some people when they got out in three years, yeah, that's going year round. Okay? Everybody don't go year round, okay? They don't have that kind of mental uh faculty going on. Now just like I was having this conversation with my son the other day, you know, it's, this is the smartest way to go. You go to junior college, all right, right there where you are. You get your cores out. You, oh, man, you get your cores out the way, your core classes out the way. And then from there, you transfer into a university or wherever you want to go, and you go ahead and get your, 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 your uh, major courses out the way, and you're done. Now, the other part is when you start taking these student loans, what they fail to tell you is, yeah, you owe 
but they tacking this so-called interest on the back of it, and that's how it gets. Yeah, that's how how it gets out of hand, you know. And if you miss a payment, that's more interest attached to it. And then you know, economy. So you know, to say, well, what about those that pay? Well, good. Their reward is they don't owe anything. Okay, everybody's not as fortunate to to be able to pay Thank a student you, loan. You know, Thank you, and, and you know, to take the payment, just make the payments. The payments alone, you know, take forever. You know, so if and, and what what happens to the where does this money go? It's not going back to the universities, is it? No. Oh, it's going to the government. What they doing with it? Who the heck knows? But nobody cares about that. But if you don't, you know, they want to come and, and put it on your credit report and ruin this and ruin that. Well, you know, that's like um, of going to jail for child support. If I'm in jail, how are you gonna get your money? You see what I'm saying? It's no logic here. <laughs> well, you it's can't just, equate that with child support, man. Yes, you can. Yes, a lot of it's people just uh, found out about that working ten years for the government. You can uh, write off a percent. Well, a lot of other people have gotten those government jobs that in the past looked down on government jobs. Okay, so that's what they've done. So if you're African American with the with all of the, uh, the problems, um, getting employment and keeping employment and getting uh, promoted and that kind of thing, good luck to you. Because depending on where you, know you live, you're not going to get that government job that has good benefits and where you can work full-time and write, you know, I think 15% off a year. I know people that tried that, too, and um, they were ran out of those government jobs, and other people that were not like them got those positions. So You know, another say, thing, too, uh, Eric, so there's – there's millions now, and millions you know, of dollars. And other people, they 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 have a legacy. They have trust funds, or their parents own property. They could take out equity loans. They bought their house years yep. ago for fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, and now their home is worth, you know, two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. Some are worth a million dollars. They could yep. take out an equity loan to help their children go to college. A lot of black people cannot do that. Well, well, a lot of a, a lot okay. of grandparents, a lot of functional grandparents can pay for their grandchildren's education. Okay, hold on, hold on, y'all can't talk at the same time. It's equal. Everybody's situation is different. I know people that I have a friend. Her husband is a, a anesthesiologist. Um, Went to Stanford. Well, his daughter graduated from medical school at Stanford. They have the resources to pay for her, and and didn't mind doing it. I got a friend of mine. All he done, I got a friend of mine that all he done was play three card Molly, and he sent two of his kids to college. Did not have that advantage. Did not make money. They were from the south, and they were rural people. And so, let me know when I can speak. Can I say something now, Eric? Right. Oh, we don't want to hear you, because you're just full of. When I I have a friend of mine that played three that played three card Molly for about fifteen or twenty years, and all he he sent three of his children to college, no loans. Hmm. You like logic right. fallacies, but it doesn't work. I got a um in chat room said as far as government jobs go, it depends on the area. Most. Most of the public sector jobs are held by black people. Okay. 
What is the public sector job? Where I live, that is absolutely untrue. Not one time. But not now. On average, that is true. If you look in Maryland, if you look at a state like Maryland, where there's a lot of government in D.C., blacks are heavily employed in those jobs. Also, the post office. So, cite statistics. Okay. That's why I said it depends on where you live. Okay, that one came out of the chat room. It says that's why I said it depends on where you live. All right. Absolutely. Oh, and, and especially the post office. Blacks, blacks was heavily employed in the post office. No, uh, no only probably about, uh, I say now, yeah, one time, Pianchi, that was true. Where I live, I'm saying no, that's, that's not what I said when during the time when Congressman Clay Sr. was in office from out of St. Louis, and he was head of the post office. Blacks was flocking to the post office. One reason why the well, pay was real low. Animal. And there's and nothing wrong with legacy. What's wrong with legacy? I think where I live, probably only maybe uh, 15 to 20 percent now are black people. When I go to any post office, I might see one at the most two black people working in the post office. That's about it. Well, I'm here. I'm here right out of Baton Rouge. When I go into Baton Rouge, there's nothing but blacks in the post office. Well, okay, well, that's where you are. <laughs> you got a lot of black people on their own businesses. I mean, uh, we don't have a discussion about those group of people, though. Because they have people working for them. Mm. So we always run in the public, public sector, yeah. A lot of them did government jobs, and then they went on and, and created their own business and got contracts themselves. Well, blacks flocked to the government job that, because they was that was one like job that I'm they sorry. experienced less discrimination at at one point in time in the history of this country. And but they the got is, benefits. They got sick leave, vacation, a pension plan, dental plan, uh, a lot of holidays that uh, private corporations uh, wouldn't provide. And you're right, Pianchi, they, they usually just, uh, um, felt less discrimination, but not always. Because if you look at the, at the EEOC complaints, there's quite a few discrimination complaints. Um, so right so, now you um, have over 400,000 African Americans in the military. Mr. Talk. Mr. Talk. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But hold now on, you say, and the biggest the biggest company owner in America now is the Indian. So who said that they uh, CPA they they are, their accountant was from India? Does that tell you something? The say biggest again? what? You heard what I said. Say that again. No, India I didn't say what you said. People from India people from India own a lot of stuff in America now. And oh. he said that his CPA well, was from India. Wonder why he don't have one from America. <laughs> okay, I'm not getting into that. I see where that's going. I'm not even getting into that. I didn't ask the question. All right. We told him to do it like this, okay. like that. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm going to move on to my next story. Joe, okay. where's Joe with? I guess Joe ain't getting Joe's the right conversation. He was more I know, probably. Yeah, probably. He ought to go to bed tonight. Oh. We're not talking okay. about women, so here we go. Here goes something that's interesting. I'm sure all y'all can count. A Houston high school has implemented a dress code for parents. For the parents. 
It said the guidelines follows reports that a mother was not allowed to enroll her daughter at a Madison High School because she showed up wearing a T-shirt dress and a head scarf. The principal said, wrote in a letter that parents that they cannot enter school grounds while wearing pajamas or revealing clothing. Uh, let's see what else. Um, can't wear wear leggings, sagging pants, low rider shorts, short dresses, and low cut tops. Women can't wear a satin cap, tail curlers, shower caps, or bonnets on their heads. Okay, the president of the Houston Federation of Teachers says the school went too far. And he said this is an issue, a principal issue, a dictatorial edit rather than a substantial conversation. Some of that stuff seems a little classist. Now. Yeah. No. Did you what? see her picture? Go ahead. She was kind of cute. Can I give you a little kind of cute? Can I get my opinion on that? The lady, I saw her picture. Now, I would, you know, it was like a big head wrap, not just like a silk scarf over your head, you know. But it was like a, I don't know, I hate to say Mammy Mayish, but it was kind of cute, this big red kind of cloth, and it looked like it was wrapped around her head. And then she had a Marilyn Monroe, like, T-shirt that was, you know, like a long T-shirt. Like, you could wear over a, 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 a swimsuit uh-huh. or, you know, something uh-huh. like in the country you find. If you on Miami Beach or... You know, L.A. or walking around with thongs, you could get away with it. I mean, it's kind. Of, and she looked kind of cute to me. I, I, you know, I would not have turned that lady away because she was trying to enroll her child. She didn't know the dress code for parents, and I would have just let her know, um, uh, you know, this is what's appropriate. But I would, have, I wouldn't have done that to her. Um, okay, let me but let yes, me ask you this question, this lady. With <laughs> what she had on, would you have worn it? Um, no, okay. I wouldn't have worn that. Right. Now, it depends. Okay. Now, if I was living in a beach community town, like Santa Cruz, <laughs> hey, that might be appropriate uh, there. It depends on where you okay. live, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Go Can ahead, man. Well, even yeah. an opinion of one person trying to tell everybody what to do in that school system. Uh, it was just well, one well, person the school making. School system is just that school. It's the it's the it's school principal of that that well, school. It's like uh, if I was if I was working, I had a job, and I'm paying taxes in that community. You can't tell me what if I had on clothes to wear into that building. It was the school board that he, he, he voted down, for you that. Can't tell me what to do. That's it the way was, I was. It was the school board. So, also, I don't care what the people thought. What happens is a lot of people let the school determine what goes on. You don't let that school tell you what you need to do. You go to the community and you form to tell the school what to do because the school getting paid by your tax dollars, not you getting paid by the school tax dollars. So okay. a lot of people now. Because, go ahead, man. Finish. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm finished. All right. Here's here's my take on it, and you know, being that I have. Uh, uh, a child in school, and I do a lot of driving for with students, you know, that's in school. And, you know, I talk to some parents and some other grown folks that have kids in school. And surprisingly, they said their response was, it's a good thing. that they, they would support that. Even the kids said. And, and you know what? I support it, too, because sitting at a school on a daily basis as I do, I sit there and I watch 
folk walking in out of these schools. And some of the stuff they have on is inappropriate. It, it really is. You know, so if if the schools are requiring the kids to actually uh, adhere to a dress code, why not make the parents? I mean, it's not about but, telling them what to do, but apparently some of these some of these folks just don't know how what is appropriate when you're entering a certain a building. It's just that simple. Now, like Ms. Lady said, if you're in the beach community, you're walking on the beach or somewhere like that, fine. You know, but if you're walking in somewhere, your pants hanging down, your thong showing or what have you, you know, you're walking in a, a school, no, that's that's not appropriate. Not at all. You know, your, your chest all hanging out, your breast meat hanging all over the, the blouse or what have you, no, that's not appropriate. Nobody wants to see that. But Mr. Talk, well, none of that in that in on the list. She said hair rollers, hat rat, hat bands. No. What if she was a Muslim oh. girl with her hat, her 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 brook on? She, she said, can't go into the she said she low cut. She said low cut top. Now see, Maze, you know what? That's adding to it now. That's adding to it. No, I'm saying no. They if, have if a hair wrap. If it's if it's a if it's a hat, what they call it, a hubji, and it, it's part of their religious thing. No, no, you, you're not gonna turn them away for that. You know that that's just but being I, picky now, mate. No, 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 you no. Know no. What okay, you know what, Eric? That's that's I being picky. That's name. being picky. That's that's you know that's what, Eric? You just didn't know what he was writing. No, you know no, what, Eric? No, nobody didn't agree with him. Yes, yes, yes. You know what, Eric? Some of these come to school looking like a hot mess. I agree with the uh, school exactly. board. A lot of yeah. men walk well, the streets looking a hot mess too. Men and men, nobody can't nobody do nothing about it. Oh, but well, with this well, who said huh? it was a bit much? Uh, somebody was complaining about what he had did. Who was that? It, it's, was a pres- it's the president of. It was one of the pres the president of um, what is it? The president of uh, of the Federation of Teachers of their union. Oh, okay. What did they see wrong with it? Yeah. With, with some of the stuff he's doing now. You said it's just you know it, some of the stuff seems a little classes. In other words, saying okay. she being snooty. You know. Okay. But. Uh, you know, basically, I say yes. Go ahead and institute it and and make him. You know, make sure no, it's not violated. You know, until I mean, it's sad enough that you you have to tell a parent how to come to school. To, you know, to come pick up their child. Now, if you're sitting in the car in the parking lot, that's fine. That's fine. But if you're walking Absolutely. inside the building. You know, no, you, you, you don't do it. Would that. you want a female no. teacher standing up there in the front of the class with a pair of booty, Daisy Duke booty shorts on? Yeah. I mean, let's, uh, you know, speaking of that, remember a couple of years ago where this teacher, you know, she had a nice figure and they was trying to, you know, oh, yeah, get her put out because, you know, her dress was too revealing. You see, you see what I'm saying? But it's okay. But you know, yeah. she so, had a beautiful shape. That was a beautiful woman. No matter what yeah, she wore, it wasn't going to matter. And she was just had the most, one of the most shapeliest women. And so, and there was, uh, you know, uh, they said she was too distracting, but the woman needs a job. That's her shape. What is she supposed to do? 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was God given, you know. Uh, so in, the chat room it says, in the chat he room, says, it is just, yeah. In the chat room, said, it is just common sense to show in a place of business, dressed appropriately. The fact that adults come out in public with what they went to bed in is totally ridiculous. See, if you want them to take our kids seriously, then we need to get back to where we present ourselves in a manner that exemplifies self-respect. And I agree with that 100%. I really do. I really, really, really do. Okay. Thank you. All right. Here's something else I want to talk about before I run out of time here. Um, and we talked about this mm, about a couple of months ago. Remember when I told you about the teacher down in um, Pflugerville, Texas, that uh, wouldn't sign her teaching contract because it had a clause in there that she couldn't boycott Israel? Well, that case went to court. And the federal judge ruled against Texas on that. Um, it actually ruled that uh, he, he, well, he issued a temporary injunction on the law that bars state contract workers from boycotting Israel. Um, he, ruled, he ruled in favor of the Palestinian speech pathologist with the Pflugerville School District because she refused to sign her contract because the anti-boycott clause was in her contract. And this was signed in 2017 by the governor, Greg Abbott, you know, that prohibits governmental entities from contracting with and investing companies that boycott Israel. Just happens to be the state's fourth um, large, fourth trade partner, largest trade partner. Imagine that. Texas State Attorney General Ken Paxton said the state of Texas had a right to boycott the boycotters. He's an idiot, y'all. I'm going to tell you straight up, he's an idiot. But anyway, the judge denied motions to dismiss related lawsuits by the University of Houston and Texas A&M, as well as the Louisville and Klein um, school districts. Those complaints aroused from debate competitions in which two men who wanted to be judges were needed to initial a document saying they don't boycott Israel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, you know, now, uh, go ahead. Go there's ahead. there's already a federal law on the books for some areas that you cannot boycott Israel, but a district has the right to set those stipulations. In the specifications, for instance, when I worked uh, Dunno Anheuser-Busch products, they stipulated that any goods, any products, any material used on these projects have to be made in America. Okay, that's America. I, I can I can understand that. That's America. thank you. He confused. I I, I mean I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But well, you're talking it's, about it's Israel them, now. It's them stipulating. You know, about- it's them. St- <laughs> It's them stipulating in their specification what can and what cannot be used. <laughs> but no, there are laws. There was a law. I think Bernie Frank was the one who started that. Uh, it's yeah, illegal it, to boycott yeah. Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But why? Why? See, that, that's one of that's one of those things that I always talk about. You know, I, I don't understand why. Why do you have to pledge allegiance to Israel? Why you can't boycott Israel? That's dumb. You live in America, right? We're supposed to be the most powerful nation, but we we got to be told we can't boycott one country. Why? What 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 is it with Israel? Huh? What is it with Israel? Explain what does it, Israel have on the United States? What what is explain it? Explain, Maybe oh, you can explain. Oh, it's the holy land. As they say, it's the holy land. 
Really? Well, they're saying that uh, they saying that you cannot refuse to incorporate something that's made or manufactured in Israel in your doing business no, 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 with no, the school district. No, 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 no. They I mean, say you would cannot. Boy, they say you cannot boycott Israel. Yeah, in but how words, would you? How else would you, you boycott Israel if you were the contractor? Well, if you teaching, well, okay. Why does it matter if you're teaching in? This woman no, is a teacher. I, you, it's, oh. No, 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 I'm saying this woman is a, is a teacher, and it was in her contract. So what does that have to do with 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 with, with Israel? She's teaching. She'll well, maybe. Well, well, the material that she used to teach, if it's manufactured, produced in Israel, she can't boycott just because it's manufactured and produced in Israel. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like them crazy politicians right now. You know that? That's crazy. That's what it that is. is. Sometimes that's, that's they crazy. do. Yeah, Jews, well, Jews have the same thing with products that's made by IBM, Volkswagen. Uh, Fabus Fargan. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a teacher. I mean, she just happened to be Palestinian, but she's a teacher in the United States of America in the state of Texas, right? And Palestinians yeah, will. Got, Palest- and and I'm getting a job with you, and all of a sudden I have to look in there and say, oh. You can have this job, but wait a minute. You can't say nothing or uh, you can't do anything um, that, that negative against Israel. But yes, but that's what they're trying to get a point. She's a Palestinian. She's in the United States. No, no, she has okay. the script. All right. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm not going to let you finish because I'm not going to let you go there with me today. Look, well, you said she's a Palestinian. What about, what about the two guys? I know. But what about the two guys, the other lawsuits that was dismissed that wanted to be judges? But they, you know, but they had the initial document saying they don't boycott Israel. What about that? I, I don't understand. I, I don't know the details of that one. But what you just mentioned about a teacher who's a Palestinian that has the discretion on where her material comes from, if she says she's not going to use anything that's coming from Israel, then they got a point. Well, I mean, isn't that her choice, though? She, isn't that her choice? But it's not her isn't money. But why is it? Is she paying her money for it? No, she's spending district money making decisions on where the material that she's going to use in the classroom. She works in the United States of America, right? She lives lives in America. In America, don't boycott Israel. Why? Why? What's the answer to the initial question? Why? Why? Because because of the politics. Oh, so now we let politics run how we teach our, our kids. We let politics run, uh, you know, by our judges. Oh, yeah, by the way, Congress has to give an oath to Israel, but we elect them to represent the people of the United States. So who's representing who? What do you mean who's representing who? I don't know what Congress give oath. oath. I don't. Yeah. I never heard of Congress yeah. giving an oath to Israel. Yeah. Yes. Where is that at? When he came to sit in front of the Congress and talk to the Congress in the way that's what he's doing with Cynthia McKinney may, has had an issue because she said something against Israel. Israel lobby Israel lobby supported that black woman who ran against her. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
You know, it's interesting you say that because um, Representative Omar, she's told she's telling the truth about him, and she, hey, she just got there. Oh, she's she gonna be she's nothing. gonna be punished. She'll be punished for it. No, she won't. But why? 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 See, once again, why? What is it with Israel? Why do you have to be punished? Because that's why she's there. She, she comes, well, and you she know, it's funny that she got elected. Her district, the 5th district, is about 70% white. And it has a that's large right. Somali population. It has, as a matter of oh, fact, uh, the, the city there, the city there, it has so much crime that's created by Somali. They call it Little Mogadishu. Oh, here we go. So passing out that same. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right, look, we're we going to leave it right there. We we can probably pick back up on this Monday. I, I, I don't know. We'll see when I got my co-host with me. She may want to talk about this a little bit as well. But, look, here's my thing on it. Uh, then I'm going to let y'all get your last words in. You know, I, I still have an issue with this Israel thing. You know, I, I really, really do. Um, you know, I don't see why, you know, we protect Israel so much, you know, that, that you can't boycott them, you can't say nothing wrong. You know, I probably got my, you know, they probably be visiting me later on, but whatever. I'm still saying, I don't get it. Israel is not that great. They're just another pawn that is being used, and for some reason, nobody wants to say that, but it's okay. It's okay. I really know what it is. Follow the money. It takes the truth, but it's okay, because I'm boycotting them if I want to. I don't care who, you know, I think it's really dumb, though. I really do. It's not dumb. It's just stupid. I'm, that's what I'm going to say. But, you know, Peg, you did say it, though. It's the politics that's in play here. And But it's crazy that you, you have to sign a contract saying what you can't do, but it violates your freedom of speech and your freedom to do what you need to do, right? But that doesn't count, then, because it's Israel, and the, your constitutional rights are no longer um, uh, important. But anyway, that's what I'm going to say on that. Um let me go and let y'all get your last words in here before we get up out of here. Um, go ahead, Miss Lady, get your last words in. Know you're riding around doing something. Miss Lady, are you there? Going once, Miss Lady. Going twice, Miss Lady. Okay, Miss Lady is gone. All right, May, talk to me. I know you always yes, do something ma'am. good for me. We always got an excuse for somebody, some people uh, outside the country. We don't think nothing good about the ones on the inside the country that look just like we do. It's always something bad. But when you mention them, I don't understand it either, Mr. Talk. One of these days, that's wrong, that just like Cynthia McKinney, I always tell somebody, why is Omar got to be punished for her being being for who she really is? That's why I don't mm-hmm. understand. Need to talk points alone in the politics alone, and they'll stop gerrymandering people and put them in the district they shouldn't be in. And Omar won because the people represented her and voted for her and put her where she is, and she's going to stay there as long as they want her. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, ma'am. You have a good one as well. All right. All right, Pianki, you up. Well, it's simple. Israel is an ally of the United States. It provides military proudness in that area, whereas we don't have to put American soldiers in that area and risk their lives. So when they sign treaties, they make the stipulations, and then they agreed upon. That's a good thing. And as far as the student loans, as I said before, you have people that do the right thing, 
whereas they don't have to get involved in those loans. And for someone to come along and say, well, those who do get caught up in them for whatever the reason that led to them getting caught up in them, well, we're going to reward you by forgiving your loans. Well, that's a bunch of crap. That's like taking a prisoner that has a 20-year sentence where the victims didn't think that was long enough. Then you want to let them out without consulting the victims. That's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Talk to you later, Eric. Stay out of prison. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> and I shall. I would not be a statistical. All right. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. It's simple, man. I, I, I'm going to tell you like this. You know, Pinky said something that was very interesting. Israel is an ally, and so we don't have to put any of our American soldiers over in that area. I don't know what he's been looking at, but I'm going to tell you, we got a whole bunch of soldiers in that area. Yeah. Now, you may not know it, but they're there. They are dead, you know? But it's okay. It's all right. You know, I guess as long as those that believe it. I mean, allies, well, I mean, we got Saudi Arabia as an ally. I don't hear nobody saying don't boycott them. Uh, let's see, who else? You got Japan as an ally. South Korea, I don't hear nobody saying don't boycott them. Hmm. Interesting, huh? It's only Israel. It's only Israel. And to top it off, Israel commits some of the most heinous, as the one guy say, human rights violations there is. But we don't mention that. This, this, you know, we protect, you know, don't boycott them. Interesting, isn't it? But nobody's going to say that because they want Israel. You know, I kept asking the question, why? Why Israel? Why Israel? Because Israel, yeah, it's the oil, y'all. See, now, once the, 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 Mr. Smith has no longer, no longer has a use for Israel, they're going to go the way of the rest of them. But to tell our citizens that you can't boycott them because they are, they are an ally is bullcrap. That's what it is. It's bullcrap. Yeah, I said it. It's not racist. Not prejudice. It's just fact. That's what it is. Okay? That's what it is. But we'll leave it right there for right now. Give you some homework to do over the weekend. Let's see if we can find out why we, we, we can't boycott Israel. What's the real reason? Is it really about the oil? Is it about the land? Or is it they know something that we don't? <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? All right, but anyway, it was fun, y'all. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. Love y'all. Uh, y'all have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern. Uh, remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. 
And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is gravy. All right. Until Monday, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We're going to take you out of here with some Sherlyn. Got to be real. And um, I'll see y'all Monday. Bye now. Have fun. We're out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.